Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, it's always good to help someone feel good about themselves heading into the, the new year to close out a a year, and that's what I'm going to try to do with you, Chris Martin. That's what I'm going to try to do. We're going to try to bring a smile to your face. I need it. <laughs> Come on, man. Why? What's wrong? What's going on? Oh, man, it's, it's been busy. You know, I got three kids. It's been fun, but busy and hectic. But, uh, yeah, I need a smile. All right. Well, there – it's good to like reflect and say what you accomplished and like you accomplished your you're a good dad, you're a good husband, you're you know and and I said this to you. I mean, this is behind the curtain, but I people near where I live were saying what a, what a, how great your kids were. They didn't even know they were your kids and how great <laughs> they were and how great your wife was. So this is the beginning of me making you feel good about yourself. Um, so congratulations on that. And, and also congratulations. Another thing I remember is this, you go into the world base. Did you go to the world baseball classic as a fan? I didn't, I thought about going, but I didn't, I ended up but, not making it. But the fact is that you could have just gone and just gotten tickets that shows you what, what kind of cachet you have. I always remember that because those were the hottest tickets around. So you should feel good about that. But I am going to – the ultimate thing that you should feel good about is being named the Baseballs and Boring Relief Pitcher of the Year. Congratulations. Congratulations. There's a smile. (laughs) There it is. Oh, man. I – you know, I think that it's – 
it, first of all, it's like anything, right? If you aren't a closer, it's it's how do you you really really got to have an unbelievable year to be recognized? But spoiler alert, you had an unbelievable year. And by the way, and on a team that, that didn't necessarily win a lot, that makes it even more notable. You have to you really have to stand out, which is exactly what you did. And I'll just give people the numbers. 105 ERA. That's 105 ERA, 46 strikeouts, eight walks. And I mean, it keeps going on. And by the way, a Cy Young, 12th in Cy Young voting. <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin Walker sent me a message saying I got a Cy Young vote or something. <laughs> that made me laugh. It was pretty funny. It's, 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 but it's a good, I think it's, the thing is, is that, yeah, you get a vote, but you deserve the vote. So, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just feel like you should be able to reflect on on everything and say, hey, you know what? And I know you're moving on, you know, let's, right. let's you know, but still, let's take a second. And do, I hope you understand. Do you understand that, like, do you, have you had that moment to say, that was pretty good? That went pretty well. Uh, honestly, not really. Just, I think that obviously the year that we had as a team didn't go quite as we wanted. Obviously, there's good and bad, but that's the thing I think I reflect on the most is just we weren't in the playoffs, went home early. So, obviously, you know, I put up a good year and did my best to to help us get to that position, but we didn't, so we fell short. All right, so that's here's how. a clean. Here's a cliche question. Why were you so good? And and one of the things was, you know, like, Chris, like the – I remember the – I was doing the broadcast for the very first spring training game, and I think you walked two guys. Yeah, and everyone, everyone's like, man, we went and got this guy because he doesn't walk anybody. <laughs> doesn't, well, you walked two guys in your first spring training game, and it was obviously because – the pitch clock was everyone's getting used to it and everything else. And then you end up walking eight for the entire year. That alone might be one of the best stats of the year. This, I, I do remember this. Three of them are intentional walks. Oh, really? Those That's eight. True? I, yeah, because I think we were playing the Giants, and I came in in the 10th inning or whatever, and we walked a couple guys to get a bases-loaded situation. Yeah, I, I remember the walks. That's one of the stats that I don't. I, I take pride in. Can you? All right. Can you name the other five? Who I walked? Yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> now, I, I, it's okay if you don't. It's all right. I would. I would. I wouldn't hold it against you. But that's pretty good. So let me ask. Come back to that question. Why? Why do you think? Like you were obviously good before, but you know the, you're ever evolving. Um, why do you think that you were as good as you were? And you can, I mean, the, the numbers show it. You were good. So you don't have to be like, oh, no. Why, why do you think you were as good as you were? You know, I think this is my sixth. I think I have seven years of service time now, which I think my age, people think I have a lot more. And I feel like the experience finally, you know, carried over into certain situations where I'd have runners on. You know, I wasn't panicking. I was just continued to make pitches and got out of a lot of jams. Um, those numbers can be inflated, inflated pretty easy if, you know, if I give up a base hit or, or two. 
I mean, my ERA is probably above a two. Um, so, and early on in the year, obviously through spring training was not, was not the best. Um, had some injuries going on and a lot of time I got to thank the Boston Red Sox training staff and, and AC too, um, just sticking with me. And, uh, if it wasn't for them, obviously I don't have the year I have. Well, because you had, you had a little bit of a, a hiccup. I think you went on the IL. So, it was it just as simple as all right, this draw back, whatever is ailing me, let's fix it, and then I'll be okay. Because you don't know. I mean, you don't. Anytime you get hurt early in the year, you're like, oh, it's just going to linger. But did right. you feel like if you just? And I don't even remember what it was to be honest with you. So, well, I think AC, you know, was great in that situation. Encouraged me, you know, to take the time and and get healthy and and try to finish the season strong. And I think that was the best advice I got instead of trying to push all year with, with, you know, with a banged up shoulder. Uh, he encouraged me to go ahead and, and get it right. And it ended up paying off. But that's the thing you talk about experience and maybe this is amateur psychologist, but since you've been to, on so many teams, you're not like, I'm on a new team. I got to show everybody. I got to, I got to, you know, because you've done that before, right? You knew the ebbs and flows of a season. Instead, if you were you were changing team for the first time, you were probably like, "Oh yeah, I got to show everybody. I got to power through this." Or is that reality? Yeah, I've good thing is I've sucked. I've been good. I've been mediocre. You know, I've pretty much done everything in baseball, like season wise. So I knew, you know, I've sucked before and I've gotten out of it. So, you know, I didn't panic and just stuck with the process. Really. So when you came, so what, what what else was unique, I guess, about last year? Like you said, like, the, unfortunately, the Red Sox didn't win as much as you had hoped. But, you know, every team's a new team. You had been with the Red Sox way back when, but you had been with a bunch of teams in between. You, you mentioned Alex. Maybe that was unique, having him as a manager. Maybe having the different pitching coaches. Maybe it's, maybe you picked up a different slot. I don't know what it was. What was unique about pitching last year for you? To to have the season that I had? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. I just think, like I said, the experience, it all like, kind of came together. Um, just learning how to sequencing, sequence pitching. Um, like I said, the training staff was really good. They, they stayed on me. Maybe, uh, same with the strength staff. Stayed on me throughout the whole entire year. You know, sometimes you can get get a little lackadaisical and and maybe not do your routine like you should, and you go out and you have a bad game. I just stuck with it all all year. Obviously, the unique thing about Boston is the weather. I don't think people really understand. Oh, it was the crappiest weather. Listen, it, I've lived there my whole life, Chris. Yeah, it was the worst ever. Ever. Yeah, I mean, our team went through a bunch at home, you know. Uh, we dealt with a lot of rain delays and cold, rainy days and things like that. You know, I think that had a pretty big impact, too, um, how yeah. things went. When, let me ask you this. So, you you know, you 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 bad, bad – it was just a bad, you know, sad trombone of a season for the most part. You know, this, that's why we're turning the page, New Year and everything else. Yep. But when you go to – so you're looking at the Red Sox. This also fascinates me, especially this time of year. 
where you can pick your team, right? Right. And yeah, sure. Maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it was the best offer, maybe financially for your family. No one's going to begrudge you that. But what's that process like um, when teams, because you had a good year the year before. So when teams are courting you, what what do you value? Like for the people who are going through it now, and there's a lot of guys still left, right? I mean, right. you sign, you sign what? I mean, probably right after the winter meetings, right around yeah. the yeah. Yeah, right around the right before Christmas, I think. Yeah. Like this is my I think it was my third free agency, so I kind of knew what I wanted and things like that and and for some reason I tend to sign right right around the winter meetings. I don't really try to push for a lot more. I just you know, I I I take a fair deal basically just to ease my mind and getting ready for a season. Do you do – what is the thing about looking back that you valued the most? Yeah. Um, you know, this is getting re- this is getting personal and not, not something I've really talked a whole lot about is my dad passed away last year, uh, two years ago, in the middle of the 2022 season. And, you know, he was a big part of the reason I signed with the Red Sox in the first place. And – they were very interested in me in 2022. It's just I felt like the Cubs was the better direction having the season I did before. Uh, AL East is pretty, pretty good offensive uh, division, so I went ahead and went to the Central. But uh, when my dad passed away, I felt like Boston came right away, and I, you know I just felt like him being a big part of me being over there in the first place back in 2011. Uh, it made made the decision pretty easy, but obviously there was a lot of things in between there to get to that point. Yeah, but still, still, I mean, I some things like that's why I asked the question because we focused. I just, so- like, I, I just felt like it was meant to be. Like it was a a sign from my dad, you know, to because they came at me very uh, the, the most aggressive I think in free agency I've ever had. Well, I'm sorry about your dad, and, and I'm glad it worked out. I mean, it's like you said; it's sometimes, sometimes things hit. Some, you know, sometimes it just hits. And and when when that's top of mind for you, and they're coming after you, like, okay, this isn't that complicated. So, right. it was, yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this in the broad sense about free agency. Um, we've had people on talking about the recruiting thing, which obviously different levels of it. And, you know, I know that our guy Joe Kelly came on and last year and said, listen, that's sort of college stuff, the stuff on the Jumbotron. And, and you know, we but we hear a lot about it now, right, with, with the guys right. who are involved. I'm not saying what's right, what's wrong, whatever, but from your perspective, what? how do you look at that? How do you look at recruiting? I feel like you leave it up to the – the guy's decision he know he's worked really hard to get to where he's at you know it's very hard to get to free agency and i don't want to be the guy trying to pull somebody somewhere that they really don't want to be you know i think you just you let them decide and not try to push them in one direction so so no go ahead yeah i think it's yeah, you give them their opportunity. I mean, it's their time. 
you know, that they worked really hard for. Do you believe in the whole, you know, like if a front office came and said, you know, here, like, I don't know if the Cubs did this or whatever. Here's, here, here's, look, look at you. Can you imagine? Let's, let's do the, let's do the highlight reel of, of you getting right. the final out of the World Series or whatever it is. Does that matter at, at that stage? Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's hypothetical. I mean, that's, that's not happening, you know. You know, every team obviously is going into win and can talk about how they're going to win, but, um, I think like you just balance it out and you just, it feels right. It's, it's a hard thing to explain. It's, is it money a little bit? Is it trying to win? Yes, but you're trying to get a good fit and you do, you do zoom calls and you, you talk with them and make sure you have a good fit. And, uh, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. I mean, it's nice that Shohei Atani calls or something like that, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, his situation is probably a little different than mine. Um, but I think he just sat back and got to enjoy that. So, the uh, so in terms of like turning the page and heading into this year, do you keep track of this stuff? Do you keep track of? Or I mean, I, I would imagine you have like most teams have sort of the group text or whatever it is. But how much do you do you monitor what's going on and what might be going on? Yeah, I think. Like anybody else, you see the you see the notifications and you go and check out who went to where. Um, it's you know it's not my job to to go out and build a team, so I leave that up to the guys a lot smarter than me. Um, but to sit back, you know, try to get ready for for the season and like personally and and uh, just kind of watch the notifications and. Do I get a whole? Do I go searching for things? No, not really. And and I'm not going to criticize moves like you know. I'm not going to go criticize certain moves that have been made. So you do you feel good about because you know like Kenley? You know I talked to Kenley at the end of the year and he was pretty honest about how he viewed things. But I think overall, you know, he was optimistic that things would take a turn for the better. Um, do you feel that way now? I mean, it's a time to be optimistic anyway. And we don't know yeah. what, you know, your notifications haven't been, I don't, you know, spoiler alert, your notifications for the Red Sox haven't been buzzing all over the place yet. But yeah. maybe they will. I mean, overall, do you feel optimistic? I mean, you got to trust the process. And what I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I don't, no one's telling me what's going on. But, you know, I feel like we had a young team having another year of experience under their belt, you know, for next year. I liked our team last year. We just – it was a very – hold on, I just lost you. No, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Obviously, you you know, you watched a lot. We were really good at times and we were really bad at times and had a lot of injuries and stuff to the starting rotation. A lot of guys went down. So to say that, you know, if everyone stays healthy next year, if we had the same guys, I think we have a chance to be really good. So uh, obviously some pieces would help, but I'm I'm trusting with who we got right now. Did you have much dealings with Breslow with the Cubs? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a time when my dad was sick and, and he was there for that. So, and he definitely helped me out to that 
situation. So. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. He's a good, he's a good dude. He is a good dude. He's a good dude, and I think it, it helps. You know, I'm not saying it's the, the be-all, end-all, but I have a, plenty of examples, you know, Chris Young being the top of the list of sometimes if they know what happens and know what players are going through and, you know, right. okay. counts the most. So, yeah. But but most importantly, congratulations. I like The sole reason I wanted to have you on was I want you to take a second because I know how hard it can be just to smile and say, hey, you know what? It was a good year. And and yeah. and I'm glad that you, you know, you have your dad's memory and I'm glad you it worked out in that sense. And um and uh yeah, I mean I'm just just take a moment. If this if if we at baseball isn't boring can do anything, you deserve to bring a smile to your face as we head into the new year. <laughs> yeah, I mean I appreciate it. Um He's got one more task. Got to do it again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Now we got to do it again, and uh, that's going to be that's going to be difficult. <laughs> well, I appreciate everything, Chris. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. You have a good one. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I, uh, I look over at my dad, and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.